Have you watched Love is Blind? Have you watched Love is Blind? Oh my gosh, have you heard of the show Love is Blind? Yes, this question has been popping up in my text messages, in my DMs, and making sure that I've watched Love is Blind. Have you watched Love is Blind? It's on Netflix. If you haven't heard of it, are you living under a rock? Hello guys, my name is Elaine Chaya. I am your host here of the podcast Behind the Rainbow. And if you can tell, today we're talking about the Netflix show that everyone's talking about, Love is Blind. Before we get into this episode, let me do my little thirsty plugs. If you guys do not follow me, on Instagram, where have you been on top of not watching Love is Blind? Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Elaine Chaya, E-L-A-I-N-E-C-H-A-Y-A to DM me and connect with me and share your thoughts on each of these episodes. I always love to interact with you guys and hear what you have to say. So make sure you holler at me there. Of course, make sure to subscribe to my podcast so you can be the first to listen to the newest episodes and to rate and review my podcast because I need all the ratings I can get. On today's episode, if you can't tell already, as I've mentioned a few times, we are talking about love is blind and I'm so excited because I feel like such a host and such an interviewer because I got one of the cast members from love is blind diamond jack who was actually one of my favorites and I'm so sad to see her go so soon you guys don't know what the show love is blind is it's a show on Netflix that is all about finding love without seeing someone in person or seeing what they look like you have to talk to people through these pods and against a wall and see who you connect with and the idea is is love really blind can you fall in love with someone without seeing what they look like and then once they these people connect on the show through these walls and pods. They get engaged and see each other for the first time. They have a month to get married. They're put through tests of going in the real world and meeting their family and their friends and living together and seeing how all that is in real life. And can you really, after a month, fall in love with someone and commit to marrying them? So I'm not going to ruin what happens, who gets married and who doesn't. But today I have on the show a girl, Diamond Jack, who was one of the cast members who I absolutely loved. And I'm so sad to have seen her go so soon. I don't mean to ruin this for anyone who hasn't seen love is blind but this is just going to motivate you to go and watch the show now but basically she connects with someone named Carlton who is bisexual and doesn't reveal that he's bisexual until after they're engaged so it's a whole thing of like oh my gosh what's going to happen and basically you see what happens and we talk about it in this episode but I wanted to have Diamond on to talk about her experience to talk about what she's taken from that show and if she really does incorporate this concept of seeing someone who they are away from their looks we talk about everything and more I absolutely love her like literally I could have talked to her for like 17 more hours she's so amazing diamond thank you so much for letting us in on all the little secrets behind the show and to share your experience you're so brave and i love you so much and the world loves you and just you guys are gonna love her more i'm gonna put her instagram in the show notes that you guys connect with her there as well please let me know your thoughts again holla at me on the dms and instagram so yeah enjoy this episode i know a lot of you fans will be living for her answers and the inside scoop I'm so excited about this because, okay, I do a little monologue intro about every one of my guests, so I'm going to do that before I let you speak. So I am not a TV show, reality show person. I just don't have the capacity to watch seasons, shows, whatever. My sister and my friend, Deanna and Sharona, who are obsessed with every TV show, were like, love is blind, love is blind, you need to watch love is blind. I'm like, leave me alone until they like literally bombarded me to watch it, and then I became instantly obsessed along with the rest of the world. (laughs) And so we're going to get into how everyone is actually obsessed with this, but you were truly one of my favorites and I don't want to ruin it for everyone, but I was sad to see you go. Like I wanted to see you longer. Thank you so much. Everyone's been saying that. That's the crazy part. Literally, you are the character who deserved to stay longer. So we'll get into all of that. And I just loved the concept of the show and everything that it was about. So I'm really excited to have you on. And I feel like I'm such a TV person now because I have like a reality star on this show. So yeah. 
<laughs> so before we get into the show and all that stuff, I want for people who don't know you and don't know your background, tell us the story about where you're from, what you grew up doing and how you got into dancing because you're a dancer and all that kind of fun stuff. So I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois. When I was a child, I always loved to perform and dance and cheer. So my mother made sure that I was involved in those activities. And it kind of stuck with me all throughout my whole childhood as well as adulthood. I danced and cheer in college. And then I decided to do that after college and do it professionally. So I danced for the NBA for five years, one in Chicago as well as Atlanta. My dance career has took me to a lot of places. I was able to perform in China. I was able to perform in Florida, Disney World, even movies. I've done background dances for Sierra. I've done a lot with my dance career. That's so cool. And are you still doing dancing now? I know you're probably a little busy with a lot of things. Am I busy? I actually decided last year was going to be my last year with dancing in the NBA. However, I'm not completely giving it up. I switched my career to do other things. And one of the things that is actually going back to school, I had said that in a reunion and I decided to do that to get my higher degree. Yeah, I continue with that, but I might still go take some dance classes just for the fun of it to stay in shape. <laughs> I asked yesterday, I'm like, I'm going to have Diamond on tomorrow. Submit your questions. Wow. We have so many questions and very heated people, not about you, but about Carlton, but whatever, we'll get into that. But one of the questions was they want to know what you're studying and did the show kind of inspire you to go back to school? I decided to go back to school, not because of the show necessarily, because it's always been a dream of mine to become a doctor. However, I couldn't decide which health profession was best suited for me until I started doing my research. One thing that I really did notice when I had to actually go back to my background and I thought about high school, I loved science. My undergrad degree is in biology. Since I love science so much, I remember in high school, I did a project in which we had dissect the eye. I fell in love with dissecting eyes. Now, I do not want to be an ophthalmologist. However, I'd rather be an optometrist. So that's what actually I'm trying to go back to school for is optometry. I love that. Now, let's fast forward. You're a dancer and all that stuff. But in 2018, you did this crazy show called Love is Blind. How did you get submitted for that or find out about that? And why did you decide to want to do it? If I can really recall, since it was so long ago, I think my coach my head sense information or I think I've seen it also online like someone had reached out in my IG but I felt like the second time I seen it which was I think our coach told us about it that's when I decided to submit for it you know pushing forward the producers love me and they wanted me on their show and now I'm here <laughs> and why did you decide you wanted to do it I decided I really wanted to be on Love is Blind because the producers once they explained the whole legits of everything I thought it was adventurous I thought it was fun I'm stepping out of my norm dating routine how they explain the show they convinced me honestly in a way that I was like wow this is gonna be awesome as you see like the world clearly loves the show and love that this is something total different experiment honestly they won me over when they explained how the show is and I was like wow you know I can really do this because I felt like I fit in that category of not finding someone and people really basing dating you off your looks or your network other factors and not really getting a chance to know me for who I really am flaws and all so that is why I decided this is the best show for me. My question with that, did you think it was crazy that they're like, yeah, but you have to get married potentially by the end of this experiment? Girl, yes. I was freaking out because I was just like, okay, you start thinking about other things, not just marriage and being in love, but start thinking about the real world. One, if our family gonna love each other, if our parents gonna accept us for who we are, person clean or not, is this person actually crazy? You know, like little things like that ran through my mind. I'm like, oh my God. 
gosh. Actually, just meet this person. Actually, not even meet this person initially. And then going on all these dates and then fall in love and then get married. I was freaking out. And there's some things that they didn't show behind the scenes. I was shaking. Like, I was so nervous. After he proposed to me, I was just like, oh my god I can't believe I really found someone and fell in love with someone some of the girls like when we were in the car had rubbed me and give me water because I was really like sweaty I couldn't sit still it was crazy don't worry none of us could sit still over here either <laughs> so two questions with that what I think is so interesting is that first of all did any of you guys think that this show was gonna be as big as it was no, ma'am. No, ma'am. Now, you try to imagine, oh, what if people like me? Or what if people don't like me? Like, you think of those little small things. But I've never would have thought that Ellen DeGeneres would have want us on the show. Not myself, per se, but just even my castmates who actually got on the show with her. When you see Kim Kardashian tweeting about you, you're like, she know I exist. You know, little things like that. Miley Cyrus, like the world. And I think, honestly, I totally forgot Netflix was international. I'm sorry. I knew it was international, but you don't really let it cope and sit in until I start receiving messages from Africa, Brazil, China, Japan. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot you guys have Netflix. <laughs> Not to be rude or anything, but I just totally forgot that the whole world is watching this and it's unbelievable. But at the same time, it's amazing and I'm so appreciative. None of us thought it was going to get this big. Even now we're in group messages. We're messaging like, oh my God. And like sending updates and sending so much stuff that some of us might never have seen. And like Kim Kardashian and then like other celebrities that have retweeted and reposted and talked about our show. We're definitely shocked. I feel like you were in the pods together in this like alternate universe, but moving outside to the real world, you guys are still like a pod group we are. in this alternate universe, right? We call ourselves the pod squad. And two things with this, we're in like pretty much lockdown. No one's allowed to go anywhere. So I've been posting questions on my Insta stories. What shows do you guys recommend or movies? Seriously, the top recommendation was to watch Love is Biden. Like guys, I already saw it, but like, thank you. So I think you're going to get way more viewers in the next few weeks. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Also, do you think it's ironic because I think Netflix saw the future of dating because you guys couldn't see each other. And now dating apps, right now you're FaceTiming requesting people to see each other because you can't do it. So I'm like, I literally feel like I'm on my own episode of Love is Blind. <laughs> Yes, right? So you guys were like prepping us for this, to be honest. No, seriously. I love what the producers created. That's why I decided to do the show. But I never thought in a million years that it would have gotten this big and the world loves it and how it just went crazy, like guy rocket high. And I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited. I have like so many thousand more questions. Okay, love is blind. I love the concept of the show to see someone for who they are before you see them. But I'm sorry. And I said this to my friend the other day, like you guys are all really good looking people. So when you see each other in person for the first time you're not really losing <laughs> but do you feel like that would be the case like I'm sorry if someone was not as good looking do you think someone at the first stop would be like no thank you honestly yes I mean here's the thing I think that they explained the show very well they did not want us to really focus on looks necessarily they wanted us to focus on getting to know the person so if you fall in love with someone without actually seeing them their message was it shouldn't matter how they look after when we finally met after we proposed and I'm supposed to go get married to you, I shouldn't be like, okay, now I don't want to be with you anymore because you're not my type. That was their message. It shouldn't matter what you look on the outside. It really should matter who you are as a person and fall in love and go with it. And honestly, I've been taking that. Initially, you when you see someone when you go on a date, you look at their outside appearance. You don't know who they are. And you make judgment right then and there. I feel like now that I've been on the show, I don't make judgment of the person on the outside. I try to sit and have a conversation and see where it can go before I say, oh, you're not my type. Oh, I 
only go for people who work out and tall, dark, and handsome. No, I'm starting to accept and go on dates with other people out, outside my norm. And do you feel like you're now more expressive and maybe more vulnerable and authentic on these dates because you've had to talk to these people in the pods about like everything in life? No, not necessarily. <laughs> I think now I'm a little more quiet. I'm more trying to listen because I feel like now that I have that platform, it's kind of hard to go on dates and thinking that people are now trying to date you for who you are versus being on the show. So it's a little hard now. I wouldn't say I'm harder when it comes to being myself, but I feel like I'm holding back just a little bit more than normal because of the situation. I was going to ask about that because there's some shows people were already known and famous and then they become more famous. You guys are just regular people. Regular lives. I'm still working my nine to five. And it's so interesting to me. How have you seen this change? I mean, obviously more people recognize you and know who you are, but how has your life changed? in the sense of the way you have to act? Do you have to think about what you say and what you do and who you're around and all that kind of stuff? Honestly, yes. This past week was actually my first weekend. I have been out since the show has aired and I went out with two of my girlfriends and when we went out, people are recognizing me and people are asking for pictures and asking me questions about where do I party? <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm still being myself. I'm not treating nobody any differently than if I wasn't on the show. But yeah, it definitely has been a different world. With my job, I definitely tell them let's not say anything about the show only to protect myself because you just never know people have been trying to find my phone number it's been crazy there's another girl that lives in Atlanta by the name of Diamond Jack and luckily we already have known each other before the show came out and she's sending me messages what people are sending her they got the wrong Diamond Jack because of my name so it's been crazy people just reaching out to my mom and I mean strangers it's so crazy but you still have to be safe at the same time you know what I'm saying nobody's trying to hurt me but it's just I can't sleep with both eyes closed. I sleep with one eye open now. <laughs> well, I would like to believe that out of all the people on your cast, people are very heated about you and Carlton the most. I uh, know. Oh my gosh. You gotta definitely watch out. Though. I think Jessica and I might be neck and neck, our situation. <laughs> 100%. That is true. I take it back. Before we get into the depths of what your whole situation was, I have just like logistical questions about the show that I need Insider Scoop to answer. First of all, people wanted to know how long were these dates? Because obviously they've shortened it in the episode. How long were you on the date with these people and what was the process of if you weren't interested in someone do you not request to talk to them again how does it work yes really good question so we had enough time to be on the date with the person to ask questions and get to know them each day was different so maybe the first day we might have longer and then the second day might have been cut a little bit because we had to meet everybody let me remind you there was 15 girls that had to go on dates with 15 guys so we'll be there all day if we had our dates with 15 different people so I think originally the first dates when you had to go on with all 50 people was probably our shortest time and then when you start making connection with people you write them down so they gave us a list each time you number them 1 through 10 or 1 to 15 and in your top 5 usually you'll go on that date with that person again same vice versa especially if that person puts you in your top 3 and you're on that person's top 3 then we will have a date again the next day so the living arrangements of the rooms you guys room with each other the girls how did that work people wanted to know about that too we did room we had roommates who were yours my my roommate, it changed. First night we had our own rooms by ourselves. And then my first roommate, I think it was Lexi. And then it changed to Ebony. And these are people I know it's not really shown as much on the show, but we actually still cool today. I'm really close still with Ebony. Yeah, so that's how that happened. Then once they were making a connection, they got cut off the show, unfortunately. And then I actually had my own room. So before I went to Mexico, we had stayed in a hotel, but everybody had their own room to themselves. So when you guys do the confessional portion where you guys are all talking, I needed to know throughout the 
whole season. Do you guys do that at the end and look back and give like your breakdown about everything that happened? Or do you do it day by day? How did that work? Oh, yeah. Let me think about this. No, we did it day by day. But you were wearing the same outfit in all of the confessionals and each of you were. I could have sworn it was day by day. I remember how they switched it out. Oh, my gosh. So we're going to date. And then sometimes when people are not on dates, they will do their interview. So we'll wear our day one outfits back. Okay, I needed to know because I'm like, you guys are very in the moment for each of these things. And I'm like, so do they recall it or do they just look the same and wear the same outfit? Yeah, I feel like that's what we did. Yeah, if I can recall correctly, we were continually doing our interview each day. It wasn't just one full day or do it all the way at the end. No, I remember doing it a couple of days. And this is a silly question, but my sister who's like obsessed with the show and is like a CIA agent, there's a whole thing about the cups that you guys use these gold cups have you heard a conversation about this we never had a conversation about the cups. okay so you guys are all always holding these gold cups and maybe it was more in mexico and i know you weren't there as long but i don't know if it was when you guys were in the rooms but apparently you guys had these gold cups because the producers didn't want it to seem like you had to cut through different segments and if they put it together oh wow you never heard about this no <laughs> i even noticed the cups this is how fanatic people are about the show they're focusing on the cups okay they're focusing on the cups not the love stories both but now we need more we need more to live off of because the season is over other question i've heard that other people that were on the show got engaged that are not seen throughout the season is that true i think they got engaged on the show but then afterwards they're not together. Oh, so they cut them completely out of the show. They end up not making it to Mexico, unfortunately. Oh, so they said yes, but then they said no. Yeah, they said yes, and then they saw that they were not cute, and they're like, no. No, 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 no. I think it was based off the amount of episodes they needed. I think they had, like, legit number that they wanted to take to Mexico, if I'm not mistaken. I think everybody was so shocked to see how many people got engaged. Honestly, I felt like they only thought three people was going to get engaged or make a connection. But actually, been more than just the amount that you actually saw. I think it was, like, two extra couple if I'm not mistaken. And those two just didn't come to Mexico with us. Interesting. Do you have a favorite member from your group? I know they said you have a pod squad group chat, but how often or like, who do you speak with still? A lot of people I still talk to. I actually spoke to Lauren today. I still speak to Ebony. She was shown more so in the beginning, the first couple of episodes, being like the first one or two. Elsie and I are still cool. I spoke to Barnett this weekend. I think everyone's favorite portion of this entire show was that he thought you were a stripper. I know. He's <laughs> so funny. He actually was trying to hook me up with one of his friends. <laughs> I love it. Do they all live in Atlanta still? Not everybody. However, the main cast that you saw on the show, we all still live in it. Now, this is my juicy other logistical question, then we'll get to the real stuff. Is Damien and Gigi's relationship real? Please tell me. Yeah, I think so. Because I know they ended and now they're together. And I'm like, I don't know. I need the inside scoop. But you wouldn't say otherwise anyways. Well, honestly, I don't know. I haven't spoke to Gigi since the reunion, but they seem like with the reunion, they were still together. They were holding hands. They were still like kissing and stuff. So I assume they still together. <laughs> and then like on her Instagram, I know they're still hanging out and they're still, I guess they're still dating. They're just not getting married as of right now. I think they're still engaged possibly. Either they're engaged or they're still dating. You don't think it's a publicity? city stunt is what I'm trying to ask. I hope not. You think so? I don't know. Like, I love them both, but like... I guess we will find out to see. 
TBD. Okay. Now let's get to you and what happened in the show. So first of all, when you were looking back when this aired, what was going through your mind? Cause I know all of us, when he was proposing, he's like, I have a secret. And like, you're saying yes. And this is the happiest day. I know I was like, diamond, you don't know the whole story. Yeah. So what were your thoughts when you were seeing all this go on? I was really nervous. I was scared. I was like, Oh my gosh. Cause I know that one thing that had happened, you know, I was crying. I was just like, Oh my God, I'm scared. Like my job would be like, you said all those cursing words. They don't know me as that type of personality. I'm like really sweet. I'm so kind for me to go off like that. I was really nervous that my job would be like, oh my God, you can't work here no more. That's what I really thought. But honestly, it wasn't even that bad. I guess I might overthought it and me just been cursing. You know, people are conservative, especially working in the health field. But when I was watching the show, it brought back memories, sad memories. And I was getting emotional. I took a while to watch it. I don't watch it the first night it aired. I had to ease myself back into that memory because I was so upset. It really had hurt me. What's crazy to me is that on the reunion that you said you've gotten death threats, I'm surprised because yeah, you cursed and whatever, but it wasn't like unwarranted. I think all of us were like, yeah, girl, we're pissed with you. So I'm surprised that anyone would be upset with you because even especially like the way that they painted you, to me at least, you did not seem like a bad person. What have you gotten from people? Why are people upset with you? This is what I'm so confused about. I'm very confused myself. More people are calling me biphobic and homophobic. They're calling me a disgusting human being. Like it's been crazy just to see the amount of some of the people responses and how they feel that my reaction was uncalled for. They said I didn't handle myself well. Like it's been a lot of crazy things. Even like you said, the death threats. I had blocked somebody and they found me again and was like, oh, you think you could run? When I tell you, it's been like the craziest thing ever. Sometimes when I walk outside, I'm always looking around my surroundings, even though I was doing it before, but I'm really doing it now because you just never know. And people, they're looking at it as if I said I didn't want to be with him because he has exposed his bisexuality to me. They took it like, oh, I don't want to be with you now because you're a bisexual. And that's why they're calling me biphobic. And that's why they're calling me homophobic. Well, as a viewer from watching this, I would just like to say that I think you handled it very well. Thank you. Whatever you caused, you were upset. That was a very hard moment. Like you were both angry, but you were trying to be understanding from my viewer standpoint. I really was. Thank you for that. My question with that, and so many people want to know this. Do you think if he had revealed in the pods that he was bisexual, would you have been open to still marrying him and getting engaged and stuff like that? Or do you think your stance would have changed about him? Because obviously that was his concern. But what is your thoughts about that? Actually, that question came up a lot. I think I said it before that if he would have told me in the pod, I wish he would have because then I could have made a better decision based off that. I would be able to say, you know, if I really wanted to do this or if I really did not. He didn't give me that opportunity to do that. And I never got that choice to make. But like I said earlier, you know, you don't know what you would do unless you're actually sitting in that hot seat. So if I've gotten that opportunity, honestly, I don't know if I would have said yes or no. I don't know if I would have been like, you know what? I appreciate you coming out. Like, I don't know what I would have said. I mean, it would have been definitely a conversation that for sure would have brought you guys closer. Definitely. In any relationship, everyone should know everything and be able to love that person no matter what. And if it's for you or not for you, it's It's a preference. My podcast is about, you know, social media and the fact that it has. How have you felt like social media has affected who you are now because you're getting all of this attention and not necessarily good attention. You're getting a little bit of both. So how do you cope with the negativity that you get? Because it's really hard because you guys have gone from zero to a hundred real quick. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. <laughs> so in the beginning, when the show initially had aired, I wasn't expecting those messages. And so I actually was reading them. And I was feel bad. Like, I started feeling down by myself, calling my mom, like, oh my God, I can't believe this. And just telling them. And my mom literally made a good point. She was like, stop reading those comments. Just don't read them. Honestly, if you see something that you can tell is about to be negative, don't waste your time. And that's what I actually had to start doing. Even now to this day, if I see something that's starting off with calling me out my name, I just don't read it. I'm just like, okay, I'm not even going to sit here and waste my time to read. Though, you know, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words never hurt you. But low-key, it still can kind of hurt you because you're sitting there like, wow, how do I even explain myself to this person so they can understand my viewpoint? But then you're like, okay, don't even waste your time because honestly, you don't know if that person really just trying to start a fire and just trying to argue with you or just trying to get your attention or get under your skin. So I don't even give them the time of day anymore to even do that. More than likely, you're going to see me answering or commenting or liking positive things on my page. People wanted to know, did you have a second backup choice? Did you like Cameron? Someone wanted to know. Or did you have anyone else that you were kind of down for? It was. I had some other people that were on my list or in my top five. Mark was one of them that was in my top three. Uh, Cameron was in my top three. So yes, I actually had some people that I felt I connected with besides Carlton. Yes. This was filmed in 2018. So you had to keep this a secret, right? Yeah. How did you even deal going through the heartbreak of what you went through on the show and not sharing it with anyone and not telling anyone about anything? How have the past two years been for you in hiding? I told my mom. Everyone tells their mom everything. She was the first person I called. My mom and I are really, really close. And so she was actually the first person I called after that whole big fight went down in Mexico. I was like, oh, give me my phone. I need to talk to my mom because, you know, we didn't have our phones. We didn't have any type of phones, social media or anything. We were excluded from the world when we were taping this. I needed to talk to her. So I did tell her and I was able to at least get off my chest. It's hard to keep that stuff in. Like you can't hold that for two years. I was really hurt. So I called crying, like telling my mom what happened. She says always been my rock. So she helped me get through that. What did your mom say to you when you called her in Mexico? She was more mad than I was. You thought I was cursing. <laughs> she was, woo, I'm so glad I didn't put that in the show. <laughs> She was really, really upset. How my mother is, she's a sweetheart, but then at the same time, she's like, don't mess with me. And she will shut it down with like a snap in her finger. She's that type of headstrong. So she don't care. She will speak her mind. She's more like my strength when I'm crying. She's like, no, you better stop those tears. You know how moms do. Well, some moms do that, but my mother is totally different. But you better stop those tears. I raised you, you know, like just that type of attitude and try to make sure I stay strong. Sometimes she does say, you know, it's okay to let it out, let it out, but then move on. Don't just keep crying about it. Don't keep being upset about it. And I appreciate her for that. I really do. But then eventually after, you know, you got over it, you don't really think about it. Honestly, I didn't think it was still coming out. A lot of us had already made the group chat. So we had this group chat back in when the show stopped back in 2018, the two year group chat talk. <laughs> was Carlton in this group chat? Originally he wasn't. And then they added him in. I don't know if he wanted to be in a group chat at first. I don't know. But he was in a group chat initially. And then eventually he was added in. Yeah, so we already in a group chat. We were all even hanging out like we would go out to dinner we would go out to lunch have our own meetings and stuff the producers didn't stop us or anything but they did say we couldn't talk to each other about what happened because you know a lot of us had left so i didn't know if lauren and cameron had gotten married or i didn't know if amber and barnett was still dating you know but if you guys all hung out weren't they like ooh? some of them did not show up originally when i left the show we were having dinners and stuff so lauren and them were still taping so we knew they were still taping but us we were still hanging out like we're gonna meet up or hang out 
know, talk or whatever. And then eventually, once we all got our phones back, we added them into the group message, Lauren and Cameron. But they couldn't talk to us about it. They couldn't say anything. That's so crazy. I know, but we kind of knew. We were like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah. Was there any surprising part of the show when you were watching it back with anyone else on the show that you were like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened? Heck yeah. The whole situation with Mark and Jessica, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe all this is going down. I didn't know that happened. I spoke to Jessica even after she was still on the show and stuff because we were actually cool in the house and I was talking to her and she didn't tell me that had happened, but she was just like, it's really bad. Like that's just all she was like, like, Diamond, oh my God, just wait. She couldn't really tell me in detail, but I could just hear it in her voice. I have to get away. I got to go home and I'm just going to be at home with my family for a little bit and wait till this die down. I was like, okay. I like wanted to give her a hug. She was freaking out. When you guys were told that you were going to do this reunion episode, I know that you and Carlton both said like you were hesitant about coming on. Yeah, I was Was it because you were nervous about seeing Carlton or what was holding you back? I just didn't want a whole nother episode of Mexico. <laughs> the reunion. <laughs> that was my biggest thing. I was just like, I'm not trying to do this again. And I'm glad that we were able to talk about it, but I just don't ever know how Carlton's feeling or how he's going to react. Like, I can't predict it. So that was one of the reasons why I was a little hesitant to come on the show. And then he ended up contacting me before the show aired. And again, I was hesitant to talk to him, but then I finally talked to him and he seemed like he was sorry and we can move past this. At least we can be comfortable in the same room. But yeah, that's why I was really hesitant because I just never know which Carlton I'm going to get. Did you feel like you really loved him during the show? I did. I fell in love with Carlton on the show. He was a gentleman. He was charming. He was so sweet. He was everything I wanted in a guy until I saw the real Carlton. And then I didn't like it. What the fuck was that proposal thing in the reunion episode? Because I'm still confused about what that was and where have you and Carlton left after that? Girl, I don't know what that was either. Um, I think that was more so a start. He said a friendship, like let's start being friends again and, you know, seeing where this happens. Unfortunately, that has not happened ever since the reunion. I moved on for sure. I don't really have nothing else to say to him, unfortunately. And I think it has affected our pod squad because he messaged or say something. I just muted or I don't really respond sometimes and actually I had deleted myself from the group it's been a lot I deleted not because I don't get along with the other group like I love them but it's really because me and Carlton just can't see eye to eye to a lot of stuff so just avoid confrontation and avoid certain stuff I deleted myself from the group and I don't want to be around that energy I totally am there with you I think a lot of people would relate to that and trying to just move on but you guys are like fine-ish now you can just be in the same room with each other and be okay probably not we was on the reunion, but now I don't think we can be in the same room together. When was that reunion filmed? Oh my gosh, that reunion was filmed in February. So like the beginning of February, right before the last show, I think. Can you paint a picture of what your dating life was like before Love is Blind and now, because I don't know if you're still single, but I know you said in the reunion you're still single, which girl, how are you still single, okay? But how is your dating life now? Do you take on the kind of the lessons that you learned? Do you believe that love is not just about what someone looks like? And did you think that before? My day life before was womp, womp, womp. It wasn't a beautiful picture. I went on plenty of dates, even tried to go to church. I mean, I was going to church too for God, but I was also, you know, people say like, you could possibly meet your husband at church. 100%. I'm Jewish. I go to synagogue for the same reason. Exactly. So you can relate. So my dating life was pretty bad. I've been on some horrible dates. 
Now, my dating life, I would definitely have to say casually dating, not really. Since the show has aired, my life has changed 180 degrees for real. I cannot believe how busy I'm becoming and it's just so much trying to juggle what I had before the show came out as well as what's going on after the show. So it's hard for me to go on dates and then the coronavirus didn't make any better. So I, I can really say, hey, I'll go out and date with you tonight because yeah, everything's pretty much shut down. And honestly, from the show, I would definitely say I have learned a lot. I felt like I was tested with my patients and I didn't even know I had that in me. You never know what you'll do unless you're actually put in that situation. I know a lot of people like imagine or think like, oh, you know, I would have this and this and this. Honestly, until you're actually sitting in that hot seat, I feel like then you will be able to say, oh, this is how I would have handled it. But I definitely have taken a lot of things from the show to help me in my dating life. One thing I have learned is continuing to be patient and try to put yourself in that person's shoes. I haven't had anybody on my date ever told me a big secret been tested going on these dates but I know what I will and would not accept actually coming from that show now everyone also wants to know this aka my sister did Beyonce ever contact you after you dropped those lyrics no but no, she has not. Hello, Beyonce. What are you doing? However, there was actually an event that happened. I want to say it was last Thursday, if I'm not mistaken, or last Friday. Her mother supposed to be at the event, hosted by Netflix. I was invited to go, and I was so excited until they postponed it because of that corona. Corona is stopping you from being with Beyonce or her mom, the whole family. Oh my gosh. A lot of even my press interviews got canceled. And I was like, ah. But don't worry. Your reunion didn't. <laughs> corona didn't hit that reunion. <laughs> I don't even know if we're going to even still be relevant by the time Corona leaves. <laughs> oh my God. No, no, no. Trust me. No one else has anything to do. Everyone is watching Love is Blind if they haven't already. Let me tell you. Who was the coolest person that you've heard something from or reached out to you or made a comment about maybe you specifically? Chili from TLC. She was really nice. She made a comment about pretty much my whole situation and how she respect me. I was like, oh my God, I listened to TLC growing up. I did a talent show. Did she tweet you? No, she actually reached out through someone else through press. I had a press interview with one of her friends. Do you think, because I heard they're going to cast a season two, first of all, two questions with that. If they ever wanted you back for a season two, would you say yes? Here's the thing. I don't see how they would do that because now everybody knows how I look. So I feel like, you know, defeating a purpose. So I don't think they will try to put me back on the show. Maybe like the mass Singer, they mask your voice and let you change your name. <laughs> right. They could mask me and change my name. <laughs> my other question with that, what I loved about the show, about a million things, is that you guys, I felt genuinely wanted to go on the show to find love in this different way. Well, now that Love is Blind has blown up and you guys are known around the world, I feel like season two casting is going to be a little bit of a thirstier crowd, like the Bachelor kind of contestants that go on to be seen and not maybe necessarily for love. Do you agree with that or what do you think? Actually, I kind of agree with you. I hope that's not the case, but now that they have, they call it clout, and now that they have people knowing what this show is all about, like, here's the thing. When we got on the show, they gave us bits and pieces of what the show entails. Some of us didn't even find out that we were going to Mexico and other trips and all the logistics of it until we were actually there. And actually, we already been on dates. We already started finding people. Then we like finding out more and more information, you know? Now that everybody knows the whole show and can say like, oh, I know what sequence and how it will come and blah, blah, blah. Maybe I can finesse. And that's sad. I hope that's not the case. But I don't know. I probably side with you more so that it might not be as genuine. We're going to hope for genuine things. But yeah, I totally see you.
So my podcast is all about being authentic and talking about the struggles that you deal with in real life, which I feel like you've expressed a lot of, and we've seen it on the show. But a game I play with my guests is like, what's a struggle that has gone on in the past week or so, not necessarily with love is buying, just in your normal day life. And how have you dealt with it or how are you dealing with it? This past week, you know, only thing that's been struggling is the corona. I'm sorry to keep bringing it up. Oh, I mean, it's something we're all dealing with. How are you dealing with it over there? And what are you watching and what are you doing? Well, my job has shut down yet because we are in the medical field so I'm still going to work but I'm having a mask on and gloves and make sure I'm disinfecting everything that's about it our doctor actually just told us today that we might be closing for three weeks so when we do get the opportunity I don't know what I'm gonna do in this house from a zero to 100 level of panic where are you on the spectrum originally I wasn't scared I was like oh it's nothing you know like you don't overthink it oh whatever and then when I start hearing more about the virus and more cases and everything I start freaking the heck out. Oh my God. When you just want to cough, you're like, you're like, I'm looking around like, ew, did you just cough? Boy, you better go or sneeze. And I even know, like, I know this is allergy season as well, but just because somebody sneezed and coughed, that happened today at my job. He sneezed and coughed and I looked up like, oh my God. So I removed myself from my desk and I just let it air out over there and I brought spray and I was just spraying, but I wasn't trying to be rude to him. This stuff is for real. It's scary. I'm trying to go back to school and my school shut down. I can't even do anything with that. I applied for optometry school and I haven't heard anything back from them because the, everything is shut down. It's scary. I'm like, are y'all even going to have an incoming class? Is that even going to be possible? Like what's going to happen? Were you supposed to go to school like this year in September? Yeah. So I applied for this upcoming term. So the next thing is moving forward, they will have an interview with me, but I doubt they're going to be having interviews because their schools are shut down. Are you focused? focusing on doing more stuff with things around the show? Are you really focusing on optometry or kind of a little bit of both? What's the future for Diamond? I'm starting to try to figure this out. And I've been sitting here trying to think, what do you want to do? Do you want to do optometry? Like, how are you going to juggle both? Like, what are you going to do? So honestly, I wrote down some stuff and I'm just like, okay, at least give 75% to the show. So any opportunities and other movies, anything like that, I'm going to do. And then the other percentage of it, I'm definitely going to focus on school and continue doing optometry because you just never know. I love that. And I really respect that. You still have a passion and want to do that. So I love that. Thank you. My last question for you is out of everything from the past two years, and especially since February to now, what is a final message or takeaway for listeners listening to this that you want them to take from something you've learned or just anything about your whole experience? One thing I do want the viewers to know is that I really was being myself and I hope it was shown and I'm really not a bad person. I'm approachable. I think a lot of people, even when I go out into the real world, people see me and they think I'm not approachable and I'm just like, no, that's not the case. You can come take a picture you could come say hi. And one thing that I will say about the show is just, you know, be patient. I know it's hard to be patient with people, especially if they are like coming at you on different levels. Sometimes you just have to take a deep breath, take a deep breath and let it out. No matter if they're trying to upset you or what their motive is, you stay true to yourself and you know who you are and don't allow people negative comments or negative feedback and get you upset and get into your emotions and lose control. I think that's one thing that I do regret that I allow someone else to get me out of 
my character. Like I lost control and that wasn't my intentions. My intentions was to actually stay in control and talk. And when I allow that person to do that, I was so mad at myself. I was heated. You come on a show, you told yourself you're going to be yourself. You're going to be authentic. You're not going to allow anybody to piss you off. And then it happened. Like everything that I said I did not want to do. And this is what I told the producers too. I was like, well, I'm not coming on the show to fight. I'm not coming on the show to throw drinks. I'm not going on a show to curse somebody out. And they're like, no, no, it's not that type of show. I'm saying, okay, perfect. This is for me. And so that all happened. And then I did everything that I didn't want to do. But I mean, everything's happened for a reason. But <laughs> hey, the producers were like, finally, we have our fight of the season. Yes, we got a fight. We got the drink stops. I'm like, no, I did not want it. And that's exactly what I told them. I can't remember which producer was it. And I told her that I did not want to do none of that. And she knew. She's like, no, David, this is not that type of show. You don't have to worry about that. Ooh, I was like, okay, woo. Then everything happened. She gave me that look like, yeah, I thought she was going to do all that. I said, like, yeah, me too. That was my last question, but I'm lying. I have one last, last question. <laughs> I just want to talk to you forever, Diamond. Don't leave. Like, I just have so many questions, but I've asked them all. But like, I don't know. There's nothing else to do. It's coronavirus season. We have nothing else to do. Right? We don't have nowhere to go. Let's just stay on the phone all night. My last, last question for you is, are you optimistic that you are going to find the one? Has that dampered your optimism, this experience? Where are you in the dating? I know you said you've gone on dates, but something like that is really hard to go through where you're in this experience. You got engaged like for real. I know my first engagement ever in life. Are you optimistic? It's hard. Honestly, I'm going to be completely 100% with you. I have been more so avoiding going on dates now. And honestly, like I have friends, Diamond, just try it, just do this. And it's hard for me. It really is. I know eventually I'm going to get past it and start being able to trust again. But that situation made me not be able to trust. And I know it sounds like I'm bitter, but I'm not. It's just being more cautious. I would definitely say I'm definitely being more cautious in the way that I start trusting again. I'm not blaming the show for that. I'm just blaming the process of everything and how I really was vulnerable and I opened my heart which is hard for me to do and when I did that I was hurt and I mean you learn from all your relationships and I think one thing that I learned is that I'm probably gonna get to know that person longer before I say yes <laughs> or I do it's gonna take me a longer process to trust someone and hopefully if that person is for me they should be able to wait and understand this is not an easy process for me and at least I'm giving you a try and a chance and if they can understand that then that would be the person for me well, Diamond, I think you are actually a diamond. I know that's so cheesy to say, but you are a beautiful girl inside and out. Thank you. And I truly believe that just generally in life, everyone is put in the situations they are to not hurt them, but to help them grow. And I know you've learned a lot from yourself. And like, I think you've inspired a lot of people for, to learn about themselves, but I hope that you can take your experience for yourself and just really use that as a positive way and see like what was meant for that from you, whether that is to give people these open chances that you may not have given before. I hope that you can take this for yourself and know that this was meant for the best for you, even though it was a shitty situation and you did not win in that. I hope that you can take it as something that is going to help you grow and you're going to find the most amazing person who is going to treat you like the diamond that you are. Thank you. That was so beautiful. You need to be on the show. <laughs> Honestly, once I was watching it, I'm like, can I go in these pods? I need to find a husband. Yeah. Are you married? I'm not. I'm not. But my problem is that I'm Jewish. And so if they did a Jewish love is blind, I could do it. Oh, okay. That's my only restriction here. So shit. Diamond, thank you so much for doing this. Like truly you were my favorite person on the show. So like, I'm really happy that I got you on this. So my outro that I do is until next time. And I always ask my guests to say until next time for me. So do you mind saying until next time? Of course. Time. 
Yes. Just say until next time. Yeah. Say, until next time. That was horrible. Let me do that again. <laughs> Do I need to say my name? Or you can. You do it how you want to. Everyone can do it their own way. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Diamond Jack from Love is Blind. Until next time. <laughs>